All right, guys, a little fun fact before we dive in. Every episode that you'll have heard thus far was prepared weeks and months in advance. So this is the first episode that was done within a week's time of episode four. So this is live tweet. This is real life right now. Spring has sprung. Daylight savings time has hit. Um, That means a lot of things for us here at Since No One Asked. Number one, seasonal depression is over. Now it's just regular depression with warm weather. Do with that information what you will. Another thing that's different, taxes are a thing. Everyone's scrambling to file their taxes. Everyone's trying to figure out how they're going to spend their tax return. Everybody's trying to explain to me what taxes are. Very exciting for all people. Another thing that I did not know till recently, but apparently March is like mating season for the common house fly, if you will. Um, and I say that <laughs> because, okay, so for those of you who don't know, I work as a school-based therapist right now. That's all going to change soon. But currently, I'm a therapist at a middle school. And I was walking into school ever so casually one morning, and the bench right outside school was covered. And I mean, guys, when I say coated, I mean completely covered with flies. And I, let me tell you how covered they were. They were so covered of this bench that was blue. I just thought it was painted black and I kept walking in. I didn't think twice about it. My coworker was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do about the fly infestation? And I'm like, what fly infestation? And she's like, on the bench. And I was like, since when is the bench not black? She's like, no, it's blue. Our school colors. Those are flies. It's mating season. I said, wow. Okay. Happy for them. At least they're having exciting things going on in their life right now. So a lot's going on and I am just so excited to be in this new season because, I don't know, with every season comes its own special joys and traditions and holidays and Bath and Body Works scents and Starbucks flavors and all that jazz. But I love that with every season, there's something new to complain about. So here's a list of things about spring that I hate. Number one, the rain and the thunderstorms. Specifically the thunderstorms. I'm scared of them. The rain ruins my hair. It ruins my day. I'm just not a fan. I'm also not a fan of the fact that in spring, we have daylight savings time, and that is something I used to look forward to as a kid and think, oh my goodness, more daylight. But now as an adult, I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to get out of bed when it's still dark, and I have to go to sleep when it's still daylight. This is confusing to my little internal clock. Another thing I don't like about spring, it just, guys, the air is sticky. It's sticky. I don't know how to explain it. It's like kindergarten classroom level sticky. And it's everywhere. It's just the air. The ambiance of spring is sticky. I don't care what anyone says. Also, pollen. Ugh. I love the bees. I love the flowers. We'll throw in the birds too. But like, (laughs) I like breathing too. And like with COVID thrown in the mix, I'm like sneezing my brains off and everyone's like, oh my goodness, you have a disease that is taking over the world. And I'm like, no, I'm allergic to pollen. It's just a whole thing. It's a whole event. And I'm not happy about it. So yeah. Welcome to another episode of Since No One Asked. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Since No One Asked with Jesslyn McCandless. I'm the host you didn't ask to hear from, telling you the things you didn't ask to hear. Today's episode is a little different in a sense that I'm flying solo on this one, and we're talking about something that I am still learning. So this is 
not something that I would say that I've mastered or that I fully know or that I fully understand, but this is something I am challenging myself to grow in every day. Who knows? Maybe it's something you might enjoy too. So one thing that I have always heard is the expression like chasing your dreams and going after what you want and chasing your dreams, right? But I just heard the other day while I was thinking about my life and the choices I've made because, like I mentioned, a lot of new things are on the horizon for me. Um, I'm starting a new job soon. I'm moving soon, but more on that later. Um, A lot of new things are on the horizon for me. And if I had to describe the past mm, year of my life, I would say that it was me changing dreams. And I think that word change, we don't always fully understand that it's a process, not an instant decision. Sometimes change happens abruptly. Sometimes decisions are made quickly, but sometimes it's a process. And when I think about that, I feel like I better understand 18-year-old and 21-year-old and even 23-year-old Jesslyn so much better than I would have now, which even that's been years ago. So what I don't understand about America, and I will never understand, is that all of our lives in school until we're 18, we're taught to brainstorm before we write a rough draft, before we type and turn in the final draft. And each piece of the little essay process we turn in and it gets edited, right? Everyone remember those little brainstorm like flow things where it was like, what's the topic? What's the thesis? What are your three points? And three supporting sentences about each point. What's your catchy conclusion? What are you really trying to hit a home run with? And that was like your brainstorm or whatever. And you had to turn into your teacher to make sure all the points sounded good together and it all got you to the end that you wanted. And when it didn't, not if, but when it didn't, She sent it back to you, he sent it back to you, whatever, and you fix it and you turn in a rough draft. And then they told you why that was garbage. And then you fix it some more and you had this amazing final paper that was surprisingly decent. And it was nothing like how it started, but we're happy to get a passing grade, right? But then, ooh, here's what's fun. You turn 18 and they're like, what are you going to do for the rest of your life? Choose now and it's like hold on wait a minute like you spent my whole life telling me not to trust my original instincts and to plot and to plan and to take my sweet time and suddenly you want me to know if I'm going to college where I'm going to college what I'm going to study if I'm not going to do that where I'm going to work how I'm going to make money and support myself before my brain has fully developed the part in my head that makes decisions yes that is true Your brain is not fully developed in complete capacity until you're like 25 or 26 or whatever. And like the decision-making capabilities and emotional stability, that's like at least 21. So for those of you that are under 20 or so, just wait until you meet (laughs) how much more of yourself you get to discover as your brain develops. But anyways, we're expected to know and then we're expected to follow that course and that course is supposed to take us to the expected end and that's what we have to do. And all of this has to be plotted out by the time we're 18 and we've never left our childhood home. Like, I'm sorry, excuse me? No, I don't like that. So here's what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about what happens when you plot a course and it sucks and you have to change it. Sorry for the real talk, but it is what it is. I don't fully understand this concept myself, but I do understand that I did not change my dreams when I had the chance. And there's always a second chance and I'm doing that now. But when I was 16, I decided where I was going to go to college and what I was going to study and what I was going to be. 20-something-year-old Jesslyn is doing what 16-year-old Jesslyn said she was going to do. However, every Jesslyn between then and now had a different dream. I was supposed to be 
in nonprofit management. I was supposed to be working in rape crisis stuff. I was supposed to be working in child sex abuse investigations. That was the original, like, as I got older and was able to make decisions clearly, that's what I decided I wanted to do. And then I got into the real world and none of those jobs were available because I have no experience, but no one will give me experience because I don't have any. It's a great cycle. I love it. It's amazing. Truly bliss. I love the process we have put in front of us. And I just think that it's just not fair. Like I'm in my mid twenties and I still have people asking me, well, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? I don't know that that's a thing. I think at this point in our lives, some people are more than welcome to know when they're five years old, that they want to grow up and be a teacher and then be a teacher for 40 years and then retire. That's a path that is fully optional. No judgment. Follow your bliss. If that's you, great. I fully believe that I am not going to retire anywhere and I'm not going to have a retirement. And I'm not saying that out of financial planning ignorance. I'm saying that because I don't know that I will be in the same place for too long. And I also don't know that I'll ever stop working completely. And that's just me. There's so many different things that I love to do. There's so many things that I enjoy doing. There's so many things that I can do to make money. And I'm just kind of finding my balance. Like I told you in my first episode, my first job was being a therapist at a foster care agency. Do you want to know why I became a therapist at a foster care agency? Because that was the only job offer I was given fresh out of grad school. And I knew rent was going to be due. So I took it and I stuck with it for 18 months. I did my best. I served my kiddos. I loved it on some days, but I knew it wasn't the right fit for me. So I left and I took another job. And now I'm in another job where I am not effective in my work. I'm not doing my kids any kind of service by being there. I'm not saying I'm a terrible therapist, but I'm saying I'm not as good as someone else would be in my position that genuinely wants it. So I'm stepping aside, I'm moving to a new town, and I'm starting over, and I'm trying again. And a lot of people might view that as irresponsible. I think you only have one life, right? And yes, My family invested thousands of dollars for me to get not one, but two degrees. And yes, I'm using them. So on paper, yes, they're getting their money's worth. Their daughter is a therapist. I bet they're so proud that she, in her free time, talks into a microphone and nobody listens. It's amazing. But on paper, I did what I was supposed to do. But I decided at 20-something years old recently that I am not going to live subject to what I'm supposed to do. That doesn't mean I'm not a people pleaser still because I am. And I'm not saying that I don't want other people to be content with my decisions because I definitely do. But I've decided that it's more irresponsible to waste my life doing what other people want me to do and what makes sense on paper than it is to change my course and plot the path that I want to walk down. Because at the end of the day, I'm the one that has to walk it. It is time. We are at the point in our lives no matter how old you are and you're listening, I'm telling this for everybody, we're at the time in our lives where we have got to stop living for the sake of the game. It's a game, honestly. I'm not trying to say, let's abolish all the institutions and revolutionize whatever. No, go to college if you want to go to college. Go to trade school if you want to go to trade school. Start a family if you want to start a family. Do that and do it now because you only have one life to live and I'm not planning on dying anytime soon. But I'm definitely not planning on turning 65 years old and looking at my life in hindsight thinking, wow, I did everything everyone wanted me to do and it turned out all right, but I never did what I wanted to do. Hmm. So if you're looking at a decision, which college should I go to? Who should I marry? What job should I take? Should I move? Where should I move? Who do I want to be? What kind of person 
do I think the world needs? Here's my advice to you. Just pick something. Someone I admire and love and trust very much said something to me about a month ago that completely changed my life. Completely changed my life. She looked at me and said, Jesslyn, everything is temporary unless you don't want it to be. Meaning, pretty much everything in life can be whited out and started over. You can never get back yesterday. You can never do that. We can't go back in time. We can't undo the things we do. However, most things, you can stop what you're doing and plot a new course and it not be the end of the world. It will be the end of the world that you've thus far created for yourself and you've thus far been living. For example, I'm moving two hours away. And in this moment, as I'm packing, it does feel like the end of the world. Everything I've known for the past three years is about to change. I'm about to be in a new place, a new time zone, a new job, a new apartment, all of it. But it's not the end of the world. It's just the end of the world that I've created in this chapter. There's a whole new world waiting for me two hours away in the next chapter. And I am choosing to embrace that and be excited about what's to come instead of being bitter about what didn't come of this season. All right. We're going to get into an interesting situation. Sometimes in life, we change our minds just because we want to and just because we feel like it. And that's part of the reason why I'm moving. Just because I want to and just because I feel like it. But there are other times in life we make decisions and they don't turn out the way we want. So you have to replot that course. Maybe you didn't get the job you moved all this way to get. Maybe you didn't end up getting into nursing school. Maybe you got dumped. Maybe, I don't know, what else could happen that could shake your world and shatter your plans, but it happened, and you're in this situation of like, what do I do now? What is left of the pieces? And you're trying to put back together the puzzle that once was before everything fell apart. Well, here's the tea, sis. Sometimes everything falls apart because it was never meant to fit together in the first place. And that is what I'm learning. I did not fail when I switched jobs the first time, and I'm not failing now by moving away. I didn't fail when my first relationship failed. None of that makes me a failure and none of that really was a failure. It was a change. And I'm not trying to be happy-go-lucky and not taking responsibility for the negative because let me tell you, I played a part in my career being where it is. I played a part in failed relationships, not just dating relationships, but friendships, mentorships. I played a part in those relationships that went south. I wasn't perfect. I'll own that. I'll wear that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. But I'm telling you, Sometimes things fall apart because they were never supposed to be together in the first place. And the only way for you to stop shoving them together is for some of the pieces to be removed from the puzzle. So instead of trying to create this picture that once was, and instead of trying to get yourself back on track, maybe, just maybe, look at yourself and be like, do I need to get back on track? Or do I need to plot a new course? Now only I can answer that for myself. (laughs) And only you can answer that for you. And in some instances, it is one or the other. I was looking at the past few years of my life, since the breakup and since deciding I didn't want to be a therapist, I was looking at my life of, okay, things have fallen off track, I have to get back on track and get as close to the original plan as possible in order for me to succeed. If I don't stick to the plan, I haven't succeeded. But that's not real, guys. That's not real. Would you rather be stubborn and say, At the end of the course, oh, I stuck to the plan and it still sucked and the ending sucks and everything in between sucks, but I kept my word and stuck to my plan. Or would you rather be like, yeah, you know, things didn't go as planned. We had to improvise. We had to evolve. We had to change things. And you know what? We're not even anywhere near the original destination, but we're happy. We're healthy. It is what it is. Seriously, I had to let go of my pride these past couple years and realize that I was being so dedicated to a plan 
just for the sake of sticking to a plan than I was to ever finding my purpose. And that, my friends, is meaningless living. If you are subject to a to-do list and subject to a process that you feel like you have to achieve these things in this order to be successful, that's not freedom. And that's not fun. And that's not fulfilling. Yes, I'm an Enneagram 3. I love to get things done. When I cross that final thing on my to-do list, I do a little happy dance. And I'm like twerking in my bathroom because everything's clean. Like I'm living my best life. I love it but it's temporary fulfillment because you know what? There's always another list. There's always another thing to do, especially when the list you're following and the path you're taking is based on other people's expectations and not your own goals and dreams. Chew on that for a second. I'll chew it up. All right. Now here's what we need to talk about next. What do we do when we don't know what path to take or we don't have a path? We don't have a plan. We don't know what our major is. We don't know which job we want to take or if we even want to take a job. We don't know where we want to live. Like, you're still in the brainstorm. You don't even have a plan yet. The best advice I was ever given when I was writing papers for school and when I was doing things like that was to just start writing. Everything that pops in your head, write it down. Make it terrible. Let it be awful. Let it be messy. Just start writing because you can always revise later. And that, my friends, is what I'm advising you. If you're in college and you're trying to pick a major, literally just pick one. You're going to go to the admissions office and change it a minimum of 14 times anyways. Just pick one, take a few classes, see if you like it. Don't completely waste your time. Think your decisions through, obviously. But the worst thing you can do is not try because then you end up with absolutely nothing. I think at the end of the day, it's better. (laughs) Oh, listen, I'm not going to say that. But at the end of the day, I think it's better to have tried than not to have tried. But anyways, just try, just pick one. Take one of the jobs. Swipe right on one of the people on the apps. I'm not saying it's going to be perfect. I'm not saying it's going to be your dream job. I'm not saying you're going to fall in love. But try something. Because let me tell you something. It's either going to be exactly what you wanted or it's going to show you exactly what you don't want. And process of elimination is still a thing. Follow that bliss if you have to. If I had to describe job hunting thus far in my life, I am on my third full-time job now or I will be when I start it. Process of elimination is a thing. I've decided now that I don't want to work with kids. And if I do clinical therapeutic work, I don't want to do long-term work. I don't like the process. I like instant crisis intervention. I've learned that over the past two years. Not amazing, not great, still don't know what my quote-unquote dream job is, but I'm closer than I've ever been because I'm trying harder than I ever have. And I think that's what we lose sight of is the importance of the effort. A lot of times we think if we don't get the desired results, all the effort is wasted, and that's not it. That's not it at all. Failed relationships just mean you learned how to love. Career changes just means you learned what you didn't want and some of those skills might come in handy. I don't know. I just think we don't give the process enough credit and we don't see it through. Changing course, editing the first draft is part of the process and it's expected on paper. It's expected on a blueprint. It's expected on a business plan. But for some reason, when making life decisions, it's not socially acceptable to change your mind multiple times and to go back and say, oops, Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this isn't right. Maybe this isn't my thing. And I'm here. If you hear nothing of the word vomit I just threw at you about changing things, I want you to hear this because this is what I'm here to say. This is your permission. If you need it from someone else, this is your permission to change your mind. This is your permission to say, you know what? I'm doing something and it's not working for me. 
on paper it looks good to other people it makes sense but they don't have to walk in my shoes so I'm gonna strap up my big girl boots I'm gonna put on my big boy running shoes and I'm gonna do what I need to do for me that's totally fine if you need validation from another adult to tell you to do that this is it I would love for you to not need validation from outside sources but if you need it this is Jesslyn giving you the validation you didn't ask for do it quit the job end the relationship move start the new relationship take the job change your major, take a semester off, study abroad, whatever it is, just because it's not a part of the original plan doesn't mean it doesn't have a purpose. I never knew why I loved being a radio DJ in undergrad. I never knew it. I still don't know it. I still don't know why I work eight hours a day as a children's therapist and I still choose to come home and talk into a mic when everyone thinks I'm crazy and it makes me like no money but costs me like a lot of money. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's a purpose in this someday. Maybe it's just to give me a hobby after work. Couldn't tell you. But I can tell you this, it's more painful to not try something you always wanted to try than it is to try it and realize you don't like it. Regret hurts worse than any feeling of mistake or failure, I promise you that. And it's the one thing we can't get back is time. So I'm not trying to give a whole live like you're dying speech because I don't intend on dying anytime soon. And I'm not an adventurous person who lives life on the edge anyways. But I am telling you to not be afraid. But sometimes the biggest adventure you can possibly embark on is being yourself and doing what you really want to do, and not living for anyone else's approval but your own, because nobody has to answer for your actions, and nobody has to walk in your shoes but you. And as long as you're content, and you feel like you're serving the purpose you want to serve, cheers mate, is what it is. So yeah, those are my thoughts for the day. I hope you enjoyed our little TED Talk about changing our mind and changing dreams. As always, I am Jesslyn McCandless. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at It's Jesslyn. The show has an Instagram now at since no one asked underscore Jesslyn, I think is the name. I could have that wrong. That's really not good of me. Oh well, I'll get it right next week. So yeah, follow along. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review. Not only do I love the positive encouragement and the um, helpful criticism, If you are reviewing the podcast, if you're rating it, if you're subscribing it, it helps other people find it. Things that nobody listens to on Apple, you can't find. So help make me a little less invisible by doing what you need to do. For those of you that are on Spotify, all nine of you, thank you for making me feel like it's not a waste of time to upload to Spotify. I appreciate it. I will be back next week telling you more things you didn't ask to hear. I might not be alone. Who knows? But as always... Thank you so much for your continued support, and I cannot wait to give you more next week. There's no stopping it!